Alright. How are you getting on? You well? Are you well? Are you well? Are you being well? Oh, grand. Hi. Are you doing well? You know, people are just weird. Like, nothing wrong with them. Nothing wrong with them. Um. Hi. Got a flat tire, do you? Are you are you doing well? You know, nothing wrong with them. Just fucking weird, weirdo. You probably got about four hundred points and you're leaving. You know, you have a job, but you're just fucking weird. Are people just weird anymore? And look, I embrace the weird, but you know. Do you, hey, do you swim? What? No one was talking about swimming. Do you swim? Okay, bye. You know, people like that. And I'm not talking, you know, I'm not talking about any people who are just weird, you know. Literally, like, you know, in terms of, you know, you know what I mean? Nothing wrong with them. Not that anything wrong with anyone who's anything wrong with them. But, you know, it's a fucking weirdo, man. You know, like an old lad goes into a shop and just is talking too long. It was weird, you know. The winning numbers, please. Ha, the lotto, yeah? Yeah, the winning numbers, please. Have you ever been to Belgium? Me neither. Bye. You know people like that? Anyway, what am I talking about? Um, I learned a new uh, technique for handling my decision-making, right? Uh, and I already knew. I mean, I already fucking knew about it, you know? You don't make decisions when you're tired, right? My dad's always said that to me. You don't make decisions when you're tired or you're angry. Um, but as well as that, uh, it's if you need to make a tough decision, you better halt, sister. Sister, you better halt. H-A-L-T. Are you hungry? Are you angry? Are you lonely? Or are you tired? If you're any one of those things, put it off until until those Sims bars are up. You know the Sims I was saying this to someone recently, like, I, I don't even know how I'm going to get by with this kid, right? I can't, I literally can't keep one sim, barely keep one sim alive. Like, I'd, I'd, I'd get my little sims, you know the sims? They speak simlish. The Black Eyed Peas did that song. They did their song, Let's Get Retarded. You know their song, Let's Get Retarded. Uh, they did, um, they did that in simlish. For the herbs. None of this makes sense. <laughs> Do you remember the Black Eyed Peas did a version of Let's Get Retarded? Um, I'm going to stop saying that. Sorry. Let's get it started. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a heightening it because I can't. they shouldn't have been allowed to get away with that song. Right. Um, but they did a version of Let's Get It Started for the game The Herbs, which was Sims in the City. Uh, Sims in the City was the Herbs, right? PlayStation 2 game. Sims was a PC game. This was kind of like a Sims port for the PlayStation 2. Uh, and Fergie was in it. And let's in here. I mean, the songs are fucking gibberish at the best of times. Black Eyed Peas, you know. My pal Jordan pointed out that um, uh, Will I Am, if you ever see him, doesn't know how to finish a sentence. You came out here, you were like, wah, 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 wah. And I thought to myself, wow, you know. And this is a, you know. 
It was Bales. Bales. Which I think he is a guy who suffers from, and he doesn't look like it. You know, you know he doesn't. He doesn't. You know, he's a superstar. How can he be like a bit, a bit stage, have a bit of stage fright? You know. But uh, what am I talking about? How did I get that to this? Yeah, I can't keep Sims alive. I'll get back onto Will I Am in a second. But I can't keep Sims alive, right? You know, it's like uh, playing the Sim has made me realize what depression really looks like, right? And not just because I was depressed playing it. But when you have a Sim, you move them into the, to a gap. And this is also something that I pointed out, right? Even if I do get the winning numbers, please, from the lotto and I become a millionaire. Can I have the winning numbers, please? <laughs> if I get the winning numbers and I become a millionaire in the lotto, um, that does not fix everything because you can use that simoleons cheat in The Sims and get loads of cash. And even though I had one sim, I had an infinite supply of cash, they kept killing themselves, right? Under my tutelage. Because I was like... And it made me realise that there's a Maslow hierarchy of needs, even for a sim, they need to feel needed. I'm like, no, you don't need to, a job. You don't need to go to a job. I have infinite amount of cash for you, Sim. You can just get here. I got you the brand new computer. You can go on the brand new computer, and then he's just and then like and now here's here's the best fridge which has the best food in the Sims, right? And here's the best oven to make the best food, the best fridge, and everything like that. You have a swimming pool at the back. You have a games room, right? And every single time, things time would just get away from me, right? I'd want to see him do stuff faster so i'd have a go fast and he'd be doing stuff and then all of a sudden all the bars the sim bars the health bars his cleanliness his feeling of longing or longing his feeling of belonging rather you know his feeling of whether he was a, an integral cog part of a bigger machine you know his hierarchy of needs weren't being met and then he'd just be walking around the house pissing himself my sim right one sim couldn't keep he'd be pissing himself and then i'd keep clicking on the piss and clean, clean, clean the piss, you know, clean the piss, clean up the rubbish, you know, uh, go to work. I'd end up, I would end up having to, you know, because he'd be sad he wasn't doing that during the day. So I'd have to end up getting, giving him, giving, getting him a job, you know, even though he didn't need for, for the cash. And I keep clicking and he would clean up the piss, clean up the piss. And then eventually he would start stamping his feet. I'm too upset to clean up the piss. And I'd keep saying to the screen, if you just take these steps, you will feel better. But that's depression. Is standing in a piss in a in a piss. Is standing in your own sim simoleon piss, with rubbish coming out of the bins, and just being like, I'm too depressed to fix anything. It really like fell fair fucks to EA, or Mavis Games or whoever Mavis Interactive or whoever made that game. It taught me about depression. Um. But, um, and now I got this kid and now I have this kid now and, you know, I'm like, I could barely keep a digital sim with infinite resources alive. And as soon as another sim would move into the gaff, like oh, everything would fucking, I'm like, what? He's in that room. I have to move the mouse over to the other. And then before I know it, he's on, he's on, he's on fucking fire from using the microwave in a pile of ash. And then the other sims upstairs fucking diddling himself on the laptop, you know? While his mate is downstairs. We used to... I mean, of course, the best thing about The Sims was um, putting someone in a swimming pool, removing the ladder, and then have, watching them swim to death, you know. That was the best. You know, and it's not weird. If there's a functionality, if the functionality in the game 
allows me to torture, uh, be cruel. Um, I might just see what it looks like before I do. It's just literally like step, stepping on an ant, you know, or stepping on a, uh, a spider. And you're like, oh, I don't really like how that felt. I'm not going to do that again, you know. But I just need to see it. I need to push the envelope out. I need to, in Red Dead, put a woman, you know, not a woman, not always a woman, anyone. If there's the, the ability to do it in the game. Normally, it would be someone who would mouth off to me, you know, like a ma- like some fella. I don't know what I'm talking about. I shouldn't have brought this up. I shouldn't have brought this up, this part up. Um, but my son, um, I'll tell you what having a child is like. Um, the first two weeks, at least, right? It's like having people over for a lovely dinner party. Um, but one of your mates just fucking keeps knocking over that wine glass. Oh, sorry, man. You know, literally like just pouring wine on the ground. Like, ah, and you can't be angry, you know, <laughs> you can't be angry because, you know, they're guests in your home. You know, I was I did say that to Terry. I was like, he was sleeping in his little Moses basket beside us. And I was like, this guy's still in the fucking gaff. This guy fucking won't leave. This guy still hasn't left our gaff, you know. He's sticking around. He's just sticking around. And he's not going anywhere. That's mad. He's just a permanent mate. You, you've had your dinner party. He's like, do you mind if I stay here? Do you mind if I stay tonight? Yeah, yeah. And then you wake up the next morning. That guy's still here. Here, will we get some, we get some monch? I know a great place in Dublin 8 for some monch. Will we get some monch this morning? And then you go and he forgets his wallet. Like, ah, you know. That's that's what it's like, or you know, not even not even wine, not even spilling oil, spinning spinning spilling oil. That's what it's like, you know. You're having a good time, everyone's going well. You think you have a, you know, night's been going well so far, and all of a sudden, oil from every orifice. Oh, fuck. you know. Oh, I tell you, it'd be a long time if that happens as you knocks it up. Oh, fuck! Not oil. Why oil? Why'd you bring so much oil? You know. Although I did say this in the previous part, thank God poo is so easy uh, to clean, you know. Um, and that's been my job. The trash man, huh? the bin, as I'm affectionately known in this family. Not because rubbish is my number one, because I'm always eating people's leftovers. The bin, you know. And I do, you know. The best thing, my, my, uh, my in-laws, they always leave so much food, right? So leave it up to the bin, you know. Literally, my mother-in-law had a bit of pizza over the bin. She was getting rid of it. I was like, give me that. Ow! Two for flinching. Anyway, listen. Um, we got an interesting pod. We got an interesting pod for you today. Uh, Daddy is working within a very short time frame here because that's my life now. Um, so we've got to do this. And we got to do it in one take. we got to do it fucking raw today on Tony Cantwell's Shit Show.
stuff there. Thank you very much again, Mark Prendergast, for the new theme song. You know, we might flip-flop between between uh, the original and the remix, but I tell you, it's a fucking banger. So thank you very much for that. Is this a bit of Tony's Name Drop Corner? I mean, not really, because I already... I'll do, yeah, I'll fucking do it again. Here we go. Is it Louis Walsh or Bono? He's the horn for... Let's find out in Tony's Name Drop. Fucking hell. All right, how many fucking times do I play that song? And I still... And I still don't have it. But if someone says to me, Tony, do you play the ukulele? What am I going to say? Yeah, badly. No, I'm going to say fucking yes, I do. Yes, I play the ukulele and I know everything about it. Uh, and then it's up to you to find out how bad I am. I was on a, I did a, I did a, 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 a movie, a short film, um, a couple of months ago. And um, I, we were in a gaff uh, in Bray and I was playing with, there was like a, you know, we were shooting it and I was playing the, the, there was just a guitar. Whatever. Get the fucking words out. Jesus Christ. Sometimes I do need a bit of a kick up the arse. Right. Um, so I start playing with the guitar. Um, and, well, no, me and, me and, fucking hell, this is such not even worth the story. But I'm gonna, we're not editing this. We can't. I don't have the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I was in the room and it was just me and the hair guy, right? Um... Which also, no, I'll tell you that in a second, right? But so the guy was doing hair, um, and we were both kind of looking at this guitar, and he was looking at it, and I said, "Oh, do you do you play?" And he goes, "Nah, not really." Um, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah." And I gave him the kind of oh, me, me neither, you know. I mean, aren't we both shit? Isn't the world? Aren't we both fucking pieces of shit? You know that sort of thing you do to bond with someone. Aren't we both fucking pieces of shit? You know, I wish we were, you know. So I started twiddling away at it, you know. Playing a bit of, uh, probably playing something like this. Probably playing a bit of, uh, I like to play a bit of uh, Don't Cry. That's my kind of go-to when I'm kind of testing it. But, you know, with an in-tune guitar, right? A bit of Guns N' Roses Don't Cry. So I'm twiddling away at that, getting it all wrong. Um, and then I put it down. Uh, and then he picks it up, you know, and he's just fucking playing Babe, I'm gonna leave you, or something like that, by Led Zeppelin. It's like, oh, fuck's sake. Why did you lie to me? Said you're a piece of shit. That wouldn't have gone up there. It looked like an asshole, you know. Um, and then he uh, he was doing my hair for this thing, and he was like, "Yeah, I just want to make it look kind of modern, normal, you know." Um, and he put my hair in like like a proper, like a proper ponytail, not even a bun, not the way I wear like a bun, like a proper long ponytail, like no split, just like comb all of it back up over my head into a ponytail. Literally look like um. Like the sort of guy, like a like a kind of what's his name from? Well, no, this is a name, but not your man from Die Hard. He'd be the sort of guy who'd be like, "That's just the douche. That is the douche in the movie. Whoever the guy is with the ponytail, you like your man, like to, to, uh, Tim Robbins in High Fidelity. You know that kind of thing, where the ponytail is the sort, or your man's ponytail who was going out with Janice in The Sopranos. You know where a ponytail is used directly of being like, "Oh fucking hell," you know that that sort of thing. He had me in that kind of ponytail. 
I want to make it kind of modern and cool. And I was like, all right, yeah, cool. Now, do you know what? Two years ago, I would have been like, fine. And I would have been forever documented having this naff ponytail. But I was like, no. No. I'm Look, you might be older than me by a couple of years. But I'm also a grown man. And yes, you might be an authority, but I have to be real to me. No, sir. I'm not putting my hair in that ponytail. No. No, I'm not taking off my glasses. It's part of my brand. No, sir. Right? I'm sick of this. I was at my cousin's wedding and I was wearing my glasses and there was a bit of a glare in the glasses. Would you mind taking them off? And I was like, no. And the wedding photographer said to me, well, then you're going to ruin the photo for everyone else. And I was like, then I'll fucking leave. And then my mom was like, no, stop it. <laughs> stop being so fucking dramatic and take your glasses off. But I really didn't appreciate that shit. That's not what my face is. I have carefully curated a style where I can hide my face for whatever reason. I know I'm a handsome guy. But whatever reason, I got complexes. Don't want to get into it now, whatever. Um, how do I get on to this? Yeah, people twiddling away on the guitar. Um, I'm going to talk. What are we going to talk about today? What are we going to talk about today? Um, I want to talk to you a bit about uh, some things that I realized that I could do as an adult that my child self would kind of be like, oh, that's cool. He can do that. What? You can do that? Ledge. Because, you know, I have long hair and I have a beard. You know, it's not a great beard. Hey, Gary, don't get Momoa. What do you think? I think he looks fucking great, man. Who's it? Where is he from? I think he looks great. Yeah. Um, this doesn't make any sense. This doesn't make anyone any sense to the casual listener. You guys know that obviously you have Gary, which is the bad alter ego, and Jason Momoa is on the other side. And I think I've made up a couple of few others. My Jean Valjean is one that promotes my interest in the arts. Fucking hell, this is getting... We need to get the Tony Campbell wiki uh, going. Speaking of which, guys, give the lads over in the Tony Cantwell Reddit some some love. Actually, I want to I highlight this gentleman here. Hang on, hang on, hang on a second. Tony Cantwell Reddit. The Tony Cantwell Reddit, right? Um, this man doing the Lord's work, right? Where is he? Um... Yeah, R3N Mac. R3N Mac, my brother. Thank you very much, sir, for your very kind support of the Tony Cantwell Reddit. This guy is doing the Lord's work over on the Tony Cantwell Reddit. Go on reddit.com slash r slash Tony Cantwell. <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah, get on my fucking Reddit. Thank you very much, R3N Mac. I really appreciate your very kind, committed work. I have noticed what you're doing. You are the Tony Cantwell super fan. I love you. All right. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> but I'm so I'm going to talk about um, I'm going to talk about all the things that I thought that I that are cool that I think I can do now that I'm proud of myself for being able to do because <laughs> this is my fucking world. This is, I, can do, I can do whatever I want. This is a posse core pod, right? Hey, do you know what today is? The fucking best day of your life. I've decided that for you. You decided for yourself today. I've decided today because I was feeling a bit muggy. I was feeling a bit off for whatever reason, maybe a bit tired, fine, things like that. There's factors outside of my direct mood that are influencing my mood, right? So i got to be aware of that, and I decided I'm going to be posy. So I decided to write a list of all the things that my child self would think that is cool, including my beard and my long hair, right? So we're going to get onto that in a second. But I do want to say something that I was going to talk about on Twitter, but I was like, I don't know, I'm not very good at Twitter, and I don't like the medium, right? But there's been a lot of talk of, um, there's been a lot of discussion 
I'm going to talk a little bit serious just for a second, okay? Can you fucking bear with that for Jesus, Gary? Leave it, right? I'm just going to talk for a, for a couple of minutes, right? If me being genuine or whatever, for, you know, is something you can't possibly bear, I'm sure you can. I'm sure it's just me. Then you can skip ahead. But if not, been a lot of discussion about racism, obviously, with George Floyd in the States. Uh, I've been a lot of people talking about direct provision here. Ireland's racism with the traveling community. Um, and I know online, I mean, I fucking thought it. I'm going online and it's just overwhelming, you know. And it, like it's it's it can be a lot. I mean, it's I mean, where do you keep track of what's going on? You know, like it's 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 videos of literally like lamenting um, uh, black communities in, in America, literally just like weeping. You know, with I can't believe we still have to have this conversation, you know, or uh, or people or are trying to keep tally of fucking rioters who are not part of peaceful demonstrations trying to give a bad rep. And uh, and then having that being like the, the leadership just fucking not being there. And it's, it, it, you know, obviously it's all over in America and you think, why the fuck am I even talking about this? But it's brought up a lot of uh, discussion, I think, uh, in Ireland or what it's like or is Ireland racist, you know, and. Um, and it reminds me that even if it is a bit overwhelming now, right, um, I think it's always positive, right, to have these discussions. And I mean, it's literally even what do you think of the what do you think of those riots in America? And you get a conversation going, you know, um, but it does remind me even of the Paddy Jackson trial um, and the conversation then, obviously, for a lot of people, myself included, the you know, the, he wasn't charged and they weren't charged and it seemed like it was kind of perpetuating this idea that it's, you know, you can still blame blame the woman, you know, that, uh, you know, consent doesn't have to be given or anything like that. But I will say that there was so much that happened with that. I know one, why are you fucking talking about Patty Jackson now? Because what I'm saying is, even though it didn't work out the way a lot of people would have liked it to work out, it did bring it up so that it was part of people's conversation. And people, I think you would find it very difficult, even though they were found innocent, you would still find it very difficult to ignore that moving forward if that hasn't at least somehow seeped into your brain. And it was just because at the time we were also bombarded with, and rightfully so, conversations about consent and everything that goes along with that. So similarly here with the George Floyd thing, people talking about racism. And, you know, I noticed, well, this look, I don't fucking know anything, right? And this is a, this is a key part as well of being part of a solution and talking about racism and anti-racism is you don't want to just, I'm not trying to egotistically, sh and I fucking would, you know what I mean? Like I'm a, I'm an opportunist motherfucker, right? I'm an opportunist. It's just like, you know, if it's fucking, if I had met Fred Willard before he died, you better believe I would have been like, oh, you know, I happened to meet Fred Willard. You know, I'm trying to make a bit myself, right? But I'm really not trying to do this here. I'm trying to talk a little bit and use this platform in a kind of way that, I've noticed we kind of talk about racism and how we kind of view racism, right? And I'm only going to be doing it for a couple of minutes, so bear with me, right? I think Irish people have a fear of being a buzzkill, right? Even when, a ch even when it's kind of like you're hanging out, you're hanging out with your mates, then all of a sudden out of nowhere, a joke is made. It's a bit inappropriate. You know it's a bit inappropriate. Probably a good few, you know it's inappropriate. It's just that law, it's that step over that you know it's bad. You know what I mean? It isn't that kind of, you know, it's just that kind of step over, like, no, actually, I really don't like what I'm fucking hearing here. But we have such a fear of being the buzzkill that a lot of the time we don't do anything about it. Because, you know, 
were terrified of just stopping. You know when you get real? Like you fucking get real and now all of a sudden the momentum of the laugh of the day is gone. The conversation just is just gone. It's been brought to a standstill. You know, we don't want to be the person to stop the buzz even if we'll, so we'll, we'll kind of accommodate or let an inappropriate comment kind of pass, you know. And also we know what it's like to be kind of felt like to have a clangor, to have a fucking, like a clangor on the fucking floor to be called out for saying something like that. Have you ever just said something and someone's like, you know, just literally called you out and you're like, fuck. And your first instinct is kind of defense and you kind of go in on yourself and you kind of get red-faced and you kind of, you know. I don't really know what I'm fucking getting at here. But basically, it's not... Irish people are great conversationalists and calling people out in the middle kind of goes, I think, again, this is only what I think, goes against that kind of gut instinct. But sometimes it's just so necessary, right? I think sometimes it is just so necessary. And how do you do it? I don't know. I reckon you kind of do it in a way that you would probably appreciate it to be said to you, you know? Not in a, hey, what the fuck, you know? Because I think a lot of people don't... This is the thing. I don't, I don't think a lot of people believe they're racist and these comments happen. So that's the thing they don't ever want to feel. It's like, oh my God, that's racist. And a lot of people don't know they're racist. That's the thing. And they don't want to be called out as being racist. But people make comments and people say things and they make them so kind of throwaway. So I don't know how... I don't really know how you're going to stop that, right? Maybe you say... Maybe you say, hey... Look again, I don't be fucking telling you how to do anything. You know, and I feel like we're getting political. I feel like I'm getting political here and I don't want to be fucking enforcing anything. Who the fuck am I? I'm fucking plune. You know what I mean? I do fucking stupid videos that have nothing to do with this. But. But I think I think certain ways and certain types of conversation foster genuine racism. And I think people thinking that they're kind of not crossing the line, but pushing the line, I suppose, is more so what I'm talking about. If you have, if you're in a fucking conversation, someone drops a fucking n bomb or something like that. I mean, fucking topple them. Do you know what I mean? Like, get on top of them, or they say something horrible or derogatory. But it's all the stuff that's kind of on the cusp that I think flexes that space and that area that can foster genuine, cruel hatred and racism. Right? Look, I'm meandering. I don't know why to get to this point. Right? I was when I was living in um, when I was living in London. And I was working in a job. I don't give too much information, but I was working in a job and I was tasked with growing part of the team for this job. And I was told, not in a covert way, not in a subliminal way, directly by my manager at the time, do not accept, do not interview any candidates if they have an African sounding name. Now, he said that directly. He said, Tony... And it was so flippant, so fucking matter of fact. Just if you're bringing anyone here from interviews, we have all these CVs. Don't interview anyone that has an African looking or sounding name. And, you know, you fucking look back, you think if something like that ever happened to me, I know exactly what I tell that person. But I didn't. I said I got fucking red faced. I fucking shriveled up. And I said, OK, look, uh, if that's an official, if that's an official instruction from this company then i'm going to hand in my resignation if that's something you've just thought up off the top of the dome then i'm just going to ignore that you said that this is what i said i said i'm just going to ignore it that's what i said to him right 
Now, I wish I'd gone to HR. I wish I'd. But anyway, what he said to me, this is what's interesting. What he said to me is he said, no, the company hasn't told me to say to say that. That's something straight from me. It's a bit of advice I got from a previous manager in the first graduate program that I did. So think about that, right? Forget about the fact that you think there might be a CV that indicates someone is from a particular background that lands on the desk and people just ignore it, right? There are people who say the words because of where that person is from or might be from. Don't even give them a chance. The fact that they he actually said the words. And what did his, what did his manager say? Like, how many of these graduates have been told, don't hire anyone with an African-sounding name? How many people did this manager of mine tell who, who didn't say anything back to him? You know, how, like, from one person, this, this graduate manager or even my manager, you know, how many people have been told specifically not to hire someone because of their race? And just took it as an order, didn't even ask any questions. Now, I wish I'd gone to HR. He ended up not lasting very long anyway. You know, for a fucking manager who says shit like that to people, he didn't last very long. Um, but he's probably gone off to other businesses. I didn't seem to change his mind. I didn't try and change his mind. It made me think of anyone who's kind of saying that there's equality, that in Ireland it's different, or in the UK it's different. Yeah, this was London, it's different. Um, let alone people not saying anything. There are people in senior positions who are directly ordering people based on race. This is not, you know, this isn't a fucking film. This is real life, and, it, and that happens. Um, and the fact that he felt so comfortable... And I, I had this all the time working in London, right? I'd work with, I'd work in groups. I'm a fucking softy anyway, right? And it's, I'm not even fucking softy. I'm not even, I'm not a fucking softy. Um, I suppose I have a rough understanding of what's ridiculously fucking disgusting and offensive and so unbelievably inappropriate and cruel. I suppose I have a grasp of fucking morality, but I'm hanging out in these groups of people and some of the jokes they're making, they're sexist, they're ableist. You know, they're fucking, they're racist. And I didn't say anything. So I'm not here in a fucking soapbox saying you fucking say something. But I wish I'd said something. I wish I'd said something every single time. You know? And I'm thinking now how I could have said it to them. But what I know is he wouldn't have said that. He thought he could say that to me because the culture that we were in might make kind of race, might have made racist jokes. I might not have made them, but I didn't. I clearly didn't make it clear enough to him. That saying that sort of shit to anyone was was not okay. He felt he was comfortable enough to say that shit to me. Anyway, I don't fucking get it. I'm going around in circles. Racism's fucking real. Again, it's not a fucking... You're listening to this being... This is not blown... You're not blowing anyone's mind here, Tony. This is all what everyone knows. But from the perspective of someone who... In a time... At a, t- at a point in my life... Was, you know... Could have been responsible. Or involved... Uh, in a directly racist decision affecting uh, people, people's potentially families' lives, you know, I can only speak from that experience. Um, and I hope that if I was ever in a situation like that again, I would do something about it and allow my be the buzzkill. Because that's you're not you're not you know what I don't want to say because I don't even fucking know what my own thoughts are here. I feel like I'm just trying to fucking shoehorn in this anecdote of when someone was really racist and it was really shocking to me. Am I still being egotistic about myself? Am I still making this about myself? I don't know. Does this mean... Whatever. I don't know. I would just say... Be the buzzkill. You're not killing the buzz. They killed the buzz.
right? You're trying to fucking put out the fire. They started the fire. So if they're in a conversation and someone says some fucking horrible shit, they started the fire. You're just trying to put it out. Maybe that can help us all. (laughs) Maybe the thing I've just said now can help us all as a culture to stop being racist. Who the fuck am I? Anyway, I'm going to move on. Um, Listen, I have a list of all the things that I'm proud of myself about. Yeah, we're going from there. We're going from me solving, saving the world to um, me with a list of all the things that I'm proud of myself about. Are we ready? <laughs> oh, I will say this, right? Because I know I was talking politics there. Joan fucking grinds my gears. Now, it's not racism. You know, one of my pet peeves is racism. Um, what, um, oh, I don't even need to make fucking jokes like that. Why am I? I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm fucking, this is just me. See, this is how uncomfortable I am even fucking feeling like I'm popping my head even slightly. When it's a moral good. When I feel like, I don't know if there's much in what I'm saying that you can fucking take as morally bad or or controversial. Yeah, even me fucking putting a hair above the fucking parapet. I'm terrified. And here I'm telling you to fucking call people out for being racist. You know, I don't fucking, whatever. I'm moving on. List of things about me that make me so great by Tony. Um, no, nah, here, what do I got? Oh, yeah, no, this is what I was going to say as well. Um, I know I was talking politics there. It's not politics, it's human rights. But um, I do find it difficult talking politics anyway. I feel like it's difficult talking because I feel like I can only talk in sound bites. Really, I don't, I don't go, I don't read enough. That's why I'm also a bit apprehensive about voicing an opinion, even if I feel like it's morally justified. Racism equals bad, um, because I don't educate myself enough. You know, I just I I, I, I I talk in short tweets that I've read and haven't fully clicked into. You know, I talk in infographics that I've seen. Um, you know, but I haven't read the source. You know, um, I I you know, but I'll tell you something else, right? So that's why I'm often not very confident talking about this sort of shit. And look, this podcast is not going to be fucking politics, but I tell you what fucking grinds my gears, right? What really spackles me hoop, right? I tell you what really bloody riddles my diddles, right? Um, Is when you say something, just say you're saying something, right? Say you saw a tweet, you learned your little politics soundbite, and you try to just get it in in a conversation. People are having a conversation. You're in out of your depth. You're just trying to throw in your one politics soundbite in there. Like something like, you know, oh, yeah, Bernie Sanders was never going to win, you know, because uh, he didn't have the backing from all the other, you know, fallen Democratic candidates, you know. You say something like that. You think, right, that's that's a fact. You know, you might just be able to get away with that just being one fact. You can kind of just jump in, jump out of the conversation, you know. no one's Hopefully no one's going to disagree with that. You know, you say something like, oh, yeah, Bernie was never going to win. You know, he didn't have the didn't have the backing from Warren, you know, and then you have someone else say, not only that, but he also, like, sorry, what? This is what I'm talking about, that not only that. Yeah, not only that, but also, sorry, did I say only that? Yeah, that's all I had, but did I say only, the only reason Bernie Sanders, do you know what I mean? I might not be getting this across. You say something and someone's like, not only that, but also the fact that, and then all of a sudden, what? My sentence wasn't the single reason that Bernie Sanders lost was because of. You know, it's like, it's like, yeah, you're in agreement with me, but also you're making me feel like I'm fucking that. You can't see my fingers, but they're very smallly uh, separated, you know? 
you say something like, uh, you know, Ireland really showed um, those two referendums, you know, that despite viewing ourselves as a kind of a Joe Duffy calling, Angeles observing, loving, you know, we're actually quite a liberal country, you know. Uh, not only that, someone else jump in, not only that, but also the fucking, if you look at the grassroots movement, I didn't say the only thing about Ireland is. So can we shit can the whole, not only that, right? Not only that, but yeah, I didn't say only that. That was one of things that I could have said more things of, but you don't know what's all I had to say. You know what I mean? Not only that. Oh, I'll tell you, a great thing about DiCaprio is uh, uh, he, he really knows how to, he really knows how to do a, you know, he really knows how to play tortured. You know, the great thing about Leonardo DiCaprio is he really knows how to play tortured. Not only that, but I'll tell you something else about it. I didn't say the only thing about Leonardo DiCaprio is he played fucking tortured. You know what I mean? So be cautious of that when you're talking politics. People coming in with the whole, not only that. Anyway, this is what I want to talk about. Why I'm leading up and leading about this, but I don't even know. This is whatever. I noticed the other day when I was typing, right, that I didn't look at the keys. That I wasn't having to look at the keys. I can type on my keyboard quite fast as well. Uh, what was it? Mavis, Mavis Beacon or whatever. Is it Mavis Beacon? Talk about yourselves for a second. Mavis Beacon. Yeah, Mavis Beacon. Uh, sorry for that rude interruption there. Um, I'm, I'm sorry the mic sounds different now, right? What's happened is a guy outside is outside a guy outside in a truck and he's parked and he's making noise and now I've had to turn the gains all the way down on the mic and get really close because otherwise you can hear him. Much like a lot of my fellow Swall brothers in arms, uh, speaking of arms, uh, Swall bros in the quarantine, is that uh, they're, they're probably going, fucking hell, their gains are down. Their gains are down. Do you know what I mean? Get to the fuck. This is why. This is why I like the podcast. And I'm and you know I I, I can't I don't tweet very well. It's because I can't summarize. I'm a meandering bastard because I know if I just keep talking, a point will be found. You know, I assume. You know, but I, I can't be anyway, whatever. So the gains are down. Anyway, um, I'm going to I have a list of things. Um, I have a list of things that I'm impressed that I can do. Uh, not impressed, but I think a child me would be impressed that 32 year old me uh, knows uh, how to do it. And one is typing without looking at the keys, without looking at the keyboard. And I find I was just typing there and I was like, you know, what? I always wanted to be able to type, uh, type, you know, look like I was sitting there in a cafe on a laptop. Like Sandra Bullock in the net, typing away without looking at the screen, um, and without realizing it, there was a there was a a childhood goal and milestone that I reached without realizing that at the time. And I want to, and that just got me thinking. You know, what, what do you think about yourself? And you can let me know. Let me know in the comments or message me. Um, I don't know where the comments are for this, but you can you know let me know what. What sort of things do you, did you always, do you realize now, shit, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be able to do that. And now I do it all the time without even thinking, right? So that's one of the mine. Typing on the keyboard and not in the Mavis Beacon way, the whole ASDF, JKL, semicolon, keeping your four fingers down, bollocks. Keep them hovering. I'd be typing like a madman. I'm not using all four fingers. Actually, maybe I do. No, I don't. I use the, I use three fingers. Still, it's impressive. Anyway, uh, a couple of other things. So here's my list of things. Okay, how many times am I going to describe what I'm doing here, right? Calm down, Gary. You're still fucking, still spooked by being genuine about racism. How could I, how can you fuck that up? Well, anyway. Um, 
So uh, I can make pasta. That's something. That's something that I a child me would be like, wow. Are you telling me? Are you telling me that in twenty years I'm going to be able to make pasta? Um, that's one. Um, you know, and look, I'm not talking about stand up or anything like that. I'm not talking about you know. I'm not talking about making podcasts or 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 being you know uh, technically proficient in terms of making these you know not sound like they're coming out of a fucking tin can or whatever you know. Um, so make pasta, and I can make a decent sauce. I can make a ragu. I can make um, a bolognese. I can make a decent enough. Uh, I can make a carbonara with proper guanciale and egg yolk and parmesan. Guanciale is instead of bacon. So make pasta. That's one. Uh, another one. Uh, I'm pretty good at frigging. <clears throat> pretty good at frigging now. Um, I and just another one here on my list is that I'm very good at frigging. Well, I'm decent at frigging. Um, I know where the clitoris is. Uh, I know how to find it with my uh, finger. Um, obviously, you know about my history as Lickout Master. It's written on my car. But in terms of this, you might not know about my hand as I'm good at frigging. Um, and here's a tip for you, right? Here's a tip for frigging, right? Here's a tip for frigging. Pretend like you're blind, right? And you're trying to find a full stop in Braille, right? That's a little tip for you. Pretend like there's a little Braille book in the v- vagina and the fanny. And you're just trying to find a little full stop. And you're just reading the full stop over and over and over again uh, with your blind finger. Um, that's my technique is 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 a pussy braille, I'd like to call it. Um, uh, and I think we've come a long way. Um, we've come a long way considering my old technique. Uh, I probably would have called uh, fishing for cash in the couch, um, you know, or or just trying to get that battery that's rolled under there and it's just out of the way. You know, that probably would have been my old my old technique. And now it's a uh, pussy braille. Uh, next up here, lemons. I keep a load of lemons in the house. Um, and I think that a lot of people have remarked that that's quite cool. Uh, I think me as a child, I would have thought that's that's quite cool. A load of lemons. Uh, this guy clearly must know something about the culinary arts that I, a child, don't can't grasp yet. Um, so 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 that'll be another one. Um, what else we have here? Um, so I drive. I can drive. I'm quite proud of that. Quite proud of the fact that I can drive. Quite proud of the fact that if there was a zombie apocalypse, uh, I could drive to the coast. I could probably drive to get a ferry or whatever it is. I don't know. You know, whatever you, you drive. Because it, it was never about, you know, going fast or being a Formula One driver or, you know, being a boy racer. But I was like, fuck, if there's a zombie apocalypse, I'd need to know how to drive, you know. Uh, and now I can. So I'm quite proud of that. I will say this, right? Zombie apocalypse. Save it hasn't fully kicked off yet and it's still a bit of fun you can have, right? First thing I'm going to do. Uh, hit up Parnell Street. I know you're thinking, what? Fucking, what are you talking about Parnell Street, right? Let me. This is what happened to Zombie Apocalypse, right? First thing I'm doing, Zombie Apocalypse, fucking fleecing Smiths, right? Fleecing them at all the board games, getting all the Nerf guns, Lego sets that I can't afford right now, um, games, remote control cars, maybe like a little Merc that you can just sit in. You know, I know you can probably get proper cars, you know, but the novelty of that still hasn't worn off. Like, I would still love to have a little car to drive, a tiny car. Walkie-talkies still blow me away. I have a phone. A phone does everything. I can FaceTime, but walkie-talkie... Oh, my God. Can you believe there's a voice? Can you believe there's a voice coming? I'm communicating over there. Cans with the string, you know? Uh, so I would fucking raid Smiths. Probably get a few wrestlers as well. Wrestler toys. You know, just get a few... Maybe get a little ring. I don't know if they still make them, but I'd, I'd have a look for some wrestler toys. Um... So that'd be the first thing. Fleece Smiths all the toys that I want, all the Legos, because I'm going to be there for a while. I need to stay busy, you know. 
Fleece Smiths. Then I would probably go over to either the Black Sheep, little um, Galway Bay Brewery pub there, or um, that Australian bar right beside the cinema, right, in Parnell Street. And there's Ray to get a couple of kegs, right? Get a couple of kegs. So I get all the toys, get a couple of kegs, and then I go into Cine World, right? And I go up to screen one, right? With all my toys, all my Lego, all my Nerf guns, my kegs of beer, all my popcorn from the cinema, and I'd put fucking brazzers on screen one. And I'd be in there playing, building a Millennium Falcon, right? With an infinite amount of popcorn and beer. And just be watching brazzers. And then I'd be like, let them fucking take me. Just let them kill me, right? Let me die a happy man. I realized then, when I was thinking of my ultimate zombie fantasy, um, I don't get to do that anymore. I don't get to do that anymore. I don't get to be this whole, you know, Yorick, why the last man kind of vibe. I now have a family. Now my life for me is the fucking road. Fucking Cormac McCarthy novel. If I'm the last man alive, it's not class anymore. I don't get to just go stealing a Porsche and just driving down the streets. You know, shooting machine gun, Uzis. Now I have to do some shit like travel across the country, find my wife, you know? All that shit was. You know, that's what they tell you. That's what they tell you. Rather, sorry, that's what they don't tell you about having a family is you've given up that single man zombie fantasy of 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 Felice and Smith's uh, and robbing loads of kegs or just breaking into Dundrum and just fucking messing around, you know, in the the apocalypse. Anyway, um, well, speaking of games, uh, I can buy games the day they come out. That's something I'd be impressed with when I was a child. Looking at me now, 32-year-old man. The day a game comes out, now I might, you know, I can't do it every week, but the day a game comes out, I can get it, you know. Um, and games ridiculous, right? Uh, the fucking price of these games. This is a little sidebar, right? The price of games now. Do you ever go? Do you ever actually go into an actual shop? Now I order a lot of games online, right? I know I shouldn't be ordering from from Amazon. I normally wait until a lot of games drop down on the PS4 store, and I just order them then, right? I'm a big man for the sales. You know, a bit too eager sometimes, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to, oh, it's 11 o'clock. I might get this game. And then I don't, I spend like 12 quid on it. I download it. And then it's like, oh, it won't be here till tomorrow. And then I wake up the next morning. And I'm like, I wish I had waited because I wouldn't have bought that game, you know. But, you know, you go into GameStop and it's like, oh, FIFA 19 second hand for 600 euro. Fuck off. Fuck off. No way. Because I remember Resident Evil 2. Okay. I got that. I got that day off. Right. Because I'd kicked up such stink about not being able to play Resident Evil 1. Because my parents rightfully were like, you know, well not rightfully, you know, those kids playing it. Um, but my mom didn't let me get play Resident Evil Director's Cut. But she said, look, when Resident Evil 2 comes out, you'll be old enough. So I'll get you that when that comes out, right? And I was sound, right? That was 45 punts, right? That's how expensive games are and always have been. We think they're even expensive now. They've always been ridiculously expensive. You know, just to fight for the experience again. Not going to go with that, but just, you know. But that was forty-five pounds, Irish pounds, in ninety-eight, right? That would have worked out moving the euro. Say it was like one euro thirty for a punt at the time, in two thousand two. That would have made it forty-five pound game fifty-eight euro in nineteen ninety-eight, right? So I did the maths on that, right? Inflation. That's ninety-six euro today. So you know, I suppose it's not that bad paying 50 quid for The Last of Us 2, which I'll be able to do on the day of, uh, you know, it coming out. And I'm impressed. I'm impressed with that, that I can do that. Uh, other things I can do. Next up uh, that I'm impressed I can do as, a, as an adult um, is, and I'll be getting a fucking Chinese as well. I've told, him, I've told my wife, I said, when The Last of Us 2 comes out, 
you are getting a negligent father. Expect negligence in this house. Um, she wasn't. She wasn't mad on that, you know. Um, another thing I'm impressed I can do as a 32 year old that I would have impressed as a child. I can roll a bifter. Not a great bifter. Uh, I still don't have the ratios of tobacco to weed, but in terms of looking clean, no dodgy folds, uh, I'm happy. I'm happy enough with it. I just need to kind of mess around with the kind of ratios and stuff. You know, I'm, no, I'm normally doing it on the spot. Um, so I'm impressed with that. Roll a bifter. So let's do a little recap, right? Um, I um, I can type without looking at the keys. I can frig. Uh, I can make pasta. I keep a load of lemons. Um, I can drive in a zombie apocalypse. I can get games the day they come out. I can roll a bifter. Uh, I can run a 5K. I didn't know I could. I can. Uh, I haven't in a few weeks, but I technically can. So there's that. So run a 5K as well. We'll add to the list of things I'm impressed with. Um, I can call. I can speak to people on the phone quite confidently. I was always quite shy on, as a child, right? Um, quite shy as a child in terms of like asking people, even like ordering Chinese. My mom would be like, we just ordered the Chinese. And I'm like, ah. I don't want to be talking to anyone, you know. Now I'll be ordering Chinese, reserve a table, inquire if things are in stock, you know. Uh, so I'm comfortable, comfortable with that. Um, I can pack and fold luggage for a trip. I think that's impressive, you know. Fold all that, you know. It's uh, I'm not like Kevin McAllister walking around a bloody mansion getting some of the clothes, you know. I can fold. I think I would have been impressed with that as as a child. A couple of things I still want to be able to do that would really impress me from my child brain, right? One is start a fire, even with a lighter in the wild. You know, just getting the the kindling, the small sticks, the bigger sticks, you know, and then the proper logs. You know, I still haven't figured that out and I can't maintain a fire. It's embarrassing. All right, what else? What else? Very quick. Last things. Last couple of things. Um, yeah, um, want to brew my own beer. And I tell you, I also want to... I got a love-hate thing with fucking sourdough, right? I want to be able to make a good thing because I like eating sourdough bread. But I will say this as well. Fuck sourdough. Fuck sourdough. Fuck sourdough starter, right? If you don't know, sourdough starter is a live yeast you have to keep alive to keep to make sourdough. Fuck that. I don't understand. You think there's a fucking joke? People just adding responsibilities to their life. Feeding a fucking sourdough every single day. Just adding responsibilities needlessly. I tell you, I can't, since having this kid, it's like, why would you ever add responsibility just on a fucking whim? So I'll say this, fuck sourdough starter, fuck fish and aquariums, fuck pets, fuck plants, right? And fuck the boats, right? There you have it. Those are all the things. Brief list. Uh, uh, no, I'm not doing the list again. I'm trying to be positive this week. I know we're, we're almost out of it, guys. You're almost out of it. I hope you come away from this not racist, huh? That's a bit of advice for you. Uh staying positive looking after each other and don't be a racist bye